0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Immanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. I've titled my short charge, Lineage of Glory. God is raising with us prototype believers. Did you hear what I said? Prototype church, prototype believers. And it will be such that the DNA of this ministry will be so strong. If they see you outside, they can't tell. And what I'm saying is very... Biblical, Paul told Timothy, be an example of the believers. You can be a prototype believer. A reference point. Every African child knows what I'm saying. There's always that child that every African mother will say, is this, does this person have two heads? Hallelujah. Such it is in the realm of the spirit. You can be a prototype believer. God wants to use you as an example to the body of Christ. We have that privilege as a church. I want you to take this seriously. And for that to happen, one of the simple things that we must do is to take our gathering seriously. Turn your Bibles quickly. One of the most important things we must do is to take our gathering seriously. Take our gathering how? Seriously. We must take it seriously. Hebrews chapter 10. 24 to 25. Oh Jesus. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Read verse 24 together. One, two, go. This is how we will get better. He says, let us consider one another to provoke to love and good works. Ah. What a church we would be if we do this. That we can provoke one another to love and good works. You know, I'm your pastor, but some of you provoke me. There's some of you, the way you gave this year. I had to go and check myself. I had to go and check my consecration, that is everything all right? Hallelujah. Your prayer life can provoke someone. Your study life can provoke someone. Your devotion to God's assignment on your life can provoke someone. It must provoke. Hallelujah. Meaning, you're not just doing it to get by. To say, I've prayed today. To say, I've studied today. I'm trying as a Christian. You are doing it to be an example. It's a different ball game. It's a different perspective to responsibility. I'm an example. People are watching. There is a balance of observation. If you think everyone is watching you, you are full of yourself if you think no one is watching you you are fooling yourself you see you are an example you must provoke to love and good works as a church do you know how many ministries were inspiring someone pulled me aside and said one of the top 3 churches in this country in terms of size don't know if I should be saying this you know they had like a strategy meeting using Celebration Church as an example as case study we are being studied are you listening to what I'm saying prototype ministry the Lord had already told me this before I started hearing things like that Our obedience has challenged people. Challenged people. It's normal. If Jesus walks on water, Peter Peter will walk on water. And if Saul finds himself in a company of prophets, he will prophesy. One of the worst things that can happen in the body of Christ is lack of good examples. The moment we have even one good example, there will be a ripple effect. People will just say, ah, it's possible now. I can do it. That's all. That's what God wants to do with us. You have to understand how timely, quote unquote, the rise of our ministry is. It's not just for us, it's for the body of Christ. It's a new dispensation. God is doing something new in the body of Christ in this nation and beyond. God is doing something new. Are you aware that our Abuja church alone? has more members than CCI Global had January this year. (laughs) Sometimes you don't realize the kind of growth that God has given us. Our Abuja Church has now more members than CCI Global January this year. shock you know God wants to make you prototype. Look at verse twenty five. Verse twenty five. Read verse twenty five together. One two go. It says not forsaking the assembling of yourselves of ourselves together as the manner of some is meaning those who do so they are doing the wrong thing listen let me tell you something the devil uses legitimate causes to gain advantage over people you might have good reason why you should stay away from church you've been hurt in the past, pastors have disappointed you, church people have disappointed you, but hear me and hear me well, church is still God's idea. I'm not, not online church. Uh-huh. Not online church. Actual physical gathering. It doesn't matter the technological advances, that advancements that we see, metaverse and whatever. Physical gathering will always be God's idea. God knows technology, but heaven will not be online. It won't be online. No matter the technological advancements, they still train soldiers on sites. There's a way to train people. There's a way to train people. It will still be God's idea. Don't let the devil deceive you. And understand what a church is. It's not a gathering of friends sharing ideas. That's not church. Okay, this is what I think this verse means. Then you now say, from the way I see it. (laughs) That's not church. And that's good. You can have fellowship. Maybe after church. For it to be church, you define church God's way. There must be spiritual authority. What did I call it? There is what God calls ministry gifts. There must be a pastor. Pastor means shepherd of the flock. There must be. It will forever be God's idea. We won't outgrow that. Technology will not move us past that. And then also, notice he says... Not forsaking this assembling of ourselves. He's talking to people he knows. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he's not just advocating for going to church, he's advocating for going to a particular church. A particular assembly. Not just any, you don't just wake up and go to anywhere they have this special program. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's talking to a company, a particular company, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. A particular assembly. That also is God's idea. You know you are growing spiritually when you lose that individualistic idea. You might feel woke, but you are immature. A mature Christian is under authority, has submitted his or herself to scrutiny, to mentorship. You you see, you have to submit somewhere, get involved. And respectfully, I say, thank God for the work God has given others to do. But here, you you are a soldier. You must be present. There is work for you to do. There is work for you to do. You must build that mindset. If you think I'm the only one who ministers during services, you've not gotten the idea. Do you know, as you are here now, God can give you a word for the person by your side. That's that's the kind of mentality I'm trying to imbibe in you. If you are not where you ought to be, something will be lost. Something will be missing. The reason why you think you can be absent and it's okay is because you don't know how important you are as an individual. The spirit realm will recognize your absence. It says we are the body of Christ, our members in particular. Meaning I must have an indi- a sense of responsibility as a person. A sense of responsibility and contribution to the overall body. It says the whole body fitly joined together and grows by what every joint supplies. Meaning you must be a supplying joints. Hallelujah. You know now, of course, the camp meeting this year, the theme was solid o Gloria, a phrase that I've told you originated from the Protestant Reformation. In Martin Luther King's day, the Bible, it, was written only in Latin, which only the priests were trained to read. Most of the people in his um, vicinity spoke German. And because of that problem, it just allowed some excesses to be birthed and to go unnoticed. So when he got to read the Bible himself and he saw all those excesses, you know, now a revolution started. But here is what I want to say, and this is what concerns what I'm saying. Just as it is with every other movement, we saw excesses. And so how did he check it? He wrote a German Bible and gave to all men. Hundreds of thousands of people had it in their pockets. And he he, he just thought that when everybody reads for themselves, they will return to what he called original simplicity. But guess what? It backfired. This is what he was meant to do. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to learn to emphasize the truth of God's word and at the same time protect spiritual authority. But you know what he was doing? The Pope is wrong. The priesthood is wrong. The reason is wrong. You know, like some woke people today, the church has problems. You understand what I'm saying? You have to fight for the truth in consistency with God's order. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what they should have done was to find a new leader who taught the truth of God's word and start a new dispensation. But they just said, everybody, study the word for yourself. Your truth, my truth, my, my truth. Before you knew it, once upon a time, we were all Catholics. Are you aware? But from that movement, then there was Methodists. there was Presbyterian there was Baptist, there was... Now, there are so many denominations we can't keep up. And even the denominations are ambiguous. Charismatic pastors hardly believe the same thing. <laughs> Isn't it true? But we are all charismatic. So, so there are about 7,000 denominations now. because when you deviate from God's idea, it won't end well. So I think that Protestant Reformation was a God move that could have been managed well. Do you know that from that Reformation, many wars occurred? One day we'll have an actual history class. They fought, I mean, the actual fights. It became political. So God's idea is this. When he ascended, he gave gifts to men. Let's read it. Ephesians chapter 4. Oh my God. From verse 8, therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, gave gifts to men. Now this He ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended to the lower parts of the earth. And he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles. And some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith. Last year, at the camp meeting, I told you unity of the faith actually means unanimity of the faith. Can you say unanimity of the faith? Meaning, denomination is actually not God's idea. God wants us to believe the same thing. Unanimous faith. But how do we have unanimous faith? Not by pockets of revolution here and there, but by ministry gifts. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm explaining how this prophecy of a prototype ministry will come to be. It will come by unity. You must understand that concept. So if something is not going right in your service unit, You must talk about it before you go online. Are you listening to me? Talk about it. Talk about it. You must be for unity because God is for unity. Be passionate about unity. Be committed to unity. Love your house. Uh, It's usually no better outside though. See let me tell you with all sense of humility celebration church is hard to replace very hard i'm not saying we are the only ones getting it right i will never say that but i'm just saying we are hard to replace however you interpret that so when you see if we are doing 99 things right we can correct the one thing i'm giving you a mindset so don't just be quick to go out, you know. I'm giving you a mindset. And I'm not even saying this because anything is happening. Maybe something's happening in 17 years I don't know. Do you understand? But share this word, before unity. And then as one, we must contend for the prevalence of the faith. I mean, think about it that Paul went to Ephesus as a missionary. And then the Bible says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. You know, because we just read it like that, we don't realize that the word of God grew at the expense of something else. Do you understand what I'm saying? The word of God will always grow at the expense of something else. And that's why... You cannot, you'll be hypocritical to desire the growth of God's word without accepting the fact that there is some competition happening. You must be competitive. And I'm not saying, for God's sake, competing with other churches. That's petty and ridiculous. But there is an idea out there that the doctrine of Christ must superimpose over and keep at bay. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you step out on the street, what is the idea about money? What is the idea about relationships? What's the idea about marriage? What's the idea about God? So mightily grew the word of God. He wasn't talking about a church, he was talking about a city. Ah! Are you getting what I'm saying? And prevailed in that area. Desire it. Listen, when our church started, I didn't know any other grace preacher in this country. I'm not saying there weren't others. I later discovered others, but I didn't know. And one of the reasons people didn't want to pay attention to the truth of God's word is because they felt we were small. And I knew we won't stay small. You know, there was a day I taught, I preached the sermon, and when I got home, I went home to a text message. Someone said, how can you, who just graduated from school, be challenging people that have been in ministry for donkey years? So he wasn't willing to consider if what I said was true or not. That was what, you know, that's how people think. And I said, no problem now, small time. Small time. Now we cannot be ignored. (laughs) You can't can't ignore celebration church. We (laughs) pin. You can't ignore. Amen, somebody. We are here to stay. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) You must have that mindset. The world will grow in popularity on account of our commitments. See, I thank God for the growth we are experiencing. You know, but the people I will respect the most in this church are the people who were there when we were 200 and stayed. Respectfully, everybody might want to identify with something that has some semblance of bigness. But I want you to learn from the commitment of those people that they saw where we were going. The venue wasn't as nice. The sound wasn't as great. Now, you know what just encouraged me concerning all the spending we were doing? I was even glad that we could even dream of it. That's why I said, buy it. Buy it. I can begin to tell you, to rock this place cost $2 naira. And I'm thinking, how much was the entire Reboot Camp budget two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, eh? Because the sound engineer said, eh, for sound effect, we need to double it. You know they like to come up with excellent ideas. <laughs> we need to buy two rogues and pad it well. So all those nice worship you were hearing, <laughs> it was bouncing on money before it reached you. Everything costs. Everything costs. (laughs) As at this morning, we've spent about 51 million. Reboot Camp Lagos. And we have no regrets. Let me tell you something. Church people don't know how to sponsor an idea. (laughs) It doesn't matter how truthful the idea is, it will cost money. You pump it well. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, I've just started spending. There's a way to sponsor an idea. There's a way. We must flood the internet, flood every space, put it on billboards, put it everywhere. That's the way the word of God will prevail. We must put it in the minds of people. Don't forget, Moses lifted up a brazen serpent and hung it for all to see. That's what to do with the gospel. The message of Jesus on the cross must not be a secret. It must be where everybody can see. Even Golgotha was a high place. Everybody could see. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what to do with the gospel. We must position it well. Position it well. There's a, you know me, I talk. There's a reality TV show that I have a love hate relationship for. I have nothing against the people, but you see someone go to a house, come back, and people just like him. And what does he dance? Is it like. Yeah. You know, and people like him. It's better they will buy him gifts. Then you will join people to say, Pastors are this, pastors are that. Don't be ignorant of the devices of Satan. You, You don't understand, you don't see what is happening. And for God's sake, I know many pastors have embarrassed us. I'm aware. Why are some of you looking at me like this? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Until we start (laughs) recognizing what we are up against, this message will not thrive as it should. We must put everything into it. Say loud, amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Jude. Jude verse 3. It says, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of common salvation, this is also talking about unanimity of the faith, right? It says, it was needful for me to write unto you, to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend. Earnestly contend. See, let me tell you something. Church people have not learned to contend. The Greek word translated there actually means to compete. It's a sporting term. The same way many people will go on a track and then the gun will just go and they will start running. It says that is the mindset we should have. That is the mindset we should have. We are going to win. It's a mindset of winning. We will plant the gospel in a huge unshakable manner in a way that you can't miss it. Endlessly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Say we were contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Repeatedly, you see a competitive mindset that the apostles had. They were not just doing church. They were doing church to be the winning idea. Oh, my God. To be the winning idea in the city. That's what we are going to do. Say loud amen. Amen. We're gonna make the gospel famous. Litter it on the streets. See, oh my god. Just imagine, for instance, the kind of books that God has given us. You know, we could publish it and just give it out, maybe one million copies. There's a way to shake a city. Do you understand what I'm saying? That will not go here. You, You turn radio, you hear us. Turn TV, you hear us. On the road, we are sharing books. There's a a way to take a city. It takes prayer and action. Do you know how symbolic it is for people to be passing a particular road and see your church? (laughs) Do you know how symbolic it is? just to be there and then the name is there it's a mental impression are you getting what i'm saying that god has established the church in this city we are there you, you have to see what we're up against it's war paul said to the church at corinth he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal second corinthians 10:4 but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds we are up against strongholds and it's not talking about witches and wizards, those ones are easy. You know what is more difficult? Mind re- renewal, strongholds, pulling down strongholds, and every high, casting down imaginations, imaginations. With the way social media is bombarding people with different ideas, it looks like there is more rebellion now. And the reason is not far-fetched. It's social media. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's a game of knowledge. Bringing into captivity every thought. Ay, ay, ay. To the obedience of Christ. We have just started. And I just thank God for the kind of soldiers God has, has given us. See, eh? I know you are my people, but I I want to just say how blessed I am to pastor you. You know, some people envy me because of you. (laughs) Because of you. The way you people love me. (laughs) Jesus, and I love you back even more. And we will continue to put Jesus first. Jesus before me, Jesus before every one of, any one of us, Jesus, the message, we'll put the message first. Hallelujah. We've just started. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7000 blessings.